This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. It cuts down. There is an interesting story on the Second Amendment that happened in Philadelphia or Pennsylvania or was it New Jersey? Was it New Jersey or Pennsylvania? I guess when you're talking the Second Amendment, that makes a heck of a lot of difference. But wait until you hear how the man uh, defended himself. Also, we're going to take a look at the latest polls, how things are shaping up for the weekend, and the most outrageous, unprofessional interview I have ever experienced in my entire career. You'll probably hear it, or at least you're going to hear an edited version of it on NPR this weekend. We go there right now. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. How do we grow as people? How do we grow as a nation? How do we how do we move forward if everyone is trapped in in the same place, and we never, ever allow them to move or to grow. There's a difference between flip-flopping, flip-flopping and growing and changing. Growing and changing is necessary, is needed, and quite honestly, if you have the same point of view on everything that you did five years ago, you're a fool. You're, you're not thinking. You're just not a thinking person. I, I believe that. How many of us have a different point of view? Well, this is easy. How many Democrats would say today, and I'm not talking about the Democrats in Washington. I'm not talking about the people who are deep in the party. I'm saying Democrats, like my grandfather used to be a Democrat, like some of my good friends are Democrats. How many of them, if I would have said to them five years ago, You will vote for someone who is under uh, investigation, possible indictment 
by the Democratic FBI, not by the Republicans, but by a Democratic uh, FBI, you will see their all of their emails because they'll all be transparent and all be released, and you will see a pattern of corruption. And you will dismiss the fact that the DNC got the questions in advance of debates to help your candidate, and you'll be okay with it. How many Democrats five years ago would say, yes, I'll do that? I don't think any of my friends would. However, many of them are voting for that because the conditions on the ground have changed. Yeah, well, I have to. I mean, it's Donald Trump. I have to. It's, I have no other choice. Yes, you do. You can stand where you always stood because you knew that was right. How many Republicans have done the same? They would have never voted for a guy who, 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 who said, I'm going to give a $1 trillion stimulus, a bigger stimulus package than Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton combined. No way. A guy who said universal single payer health care, I don't care if it costs me the election. That's what I'm going to do. No way. No way. Somebody who has said, hey, women, you got to treat them like S. I can go because I'm a celebrity and grab them by the blank. Nobody, nobody five years ago would say that. How many of us believe things that we don't want to believe? I do not want to believe that our Justice Department is thoroughly corrupt, but the evidence is taking me there. It's thoroughly corrupt. It has been completely co-opted by partisans. And I don't think it's going to change even if the Democrats or the Republicans get into office. I don't want to believe that. I don't want to believe that our banking system is is thoroughly corrupt, that they don't care about you. They only care about the global profits. I don't want to believe that, but I do. How many people believe today that they didn't five years ago? One of two things. We just haven't been loud enough, strong enough, mad enough, we haven't grabbed for our matches or our guns to burn the whole thing down. And that's all that's left for us to do. It's time to burn the whole thing down. Five years ago, I didn't know anybody who believed that. Today, I'm afraid there's a lot of people in America that believe that. How many people today believe where they didn't five years ago I just have to disconnect. I have to stop caring so much. I have to just take care of my family. I just have to be a good person myself. Because I can't change anything. I didn't believe that five years ago. I believe that now. I believe the only answer is to change ourselves. How many talk show hosts actually believe that It does no good for us to talk in this echo chamber amongst ourselves 
about how bad the left is because we have because we already know how bad the left is and we're ignoring ourselves and until we heal ourselves we won't make it i don't know that's what i believe and i didn't believe that 5 years ago People have said and accused me of changing, and I have. I haven't changed my principles, but I have changed my understanding that what I have been doing doesn't work. And it's making things worse. We're getting more and more angry. I know I am. I've got to find joy. I was watching... Have you ever gone to a Michael Buble concert? Michael Buble is the most joyful performer I've ever seen on stage. Adele was the same thing. She's she's crass in her language. She's unbelievable with her voice. But what draws me to her is the joy she has in doing it. She loves it. And she's excited about it. It's brand new to her. Same with Michael, uh, Michael Buble. No matter how long he's done it, it's still new to him. I want that joy again. Yesterday, I did absolutely, I can't say I did it. I was asked to be interviewed by the most unprofessional interviewer I have ever experienced in my career the most shameful display of hatred and destruction I have seen in my career and I've done some pretty rough interviews I have been as the boys keep telling me every day stop doing them Glenn stop doing them I'm doing it because I feel we have to reach out outside of our own circle If we just continue to talk to each other, we're never going to make any progress because it will be us versus them. And I've got to find somebody. I'm going to kiss a thousand toads, hoping that one of them will be a princess. And you know what? All 1,000, all of them may be toads. But I am not giving up that there is somebody outside of our circle that feels exactly the same way we do, that this has got to stop. Charlie Rose may have been a princess. I think he was. I think he was. Or or a prince. We'll see. He might like that better. Yeah. Um, We'll see how that works out. Yeah. And and I don't expect any of them to have the same attitude with me after the election if Hillary wins. I, I know. I know how they treated John McCain and everybody else on our side. There's nobody. Unless you sell out your values and you become, what's his name, that... Brooks or whatever his name is, not Brooks. David Brooks? Yeah, David, David Brooks? No, he's the left. The guy on the right that is always a conservative that flipped over to the liberal side and he still calls himself a conservative and he's... he's, he's David Brooks is the New York Times conservative. Yeah, okay, so it must be that, him. Yeah, yeah I mean, that, you know. Okay, so... I think that's who you're thinking of. So, I'm not changing my principles. I'm not changing my policies. I'm trying to change my approach and be a better person. I said when I was on Megyn Kelly two years ago, I don't know what I would have done differently. 
when I was on Fox? Well, I still don't know. But I know what I didn't try was trying to watch every word to not say something inflammatory. Well, that's really hard to be honest, to be clear, to know what the difference is between turning over the tables and being very, very clear and being inflammatory. Plus, much of what they call inflammatory or hate speech was just telling the truth and they just didn't want to hear it. And that's what pisses me off, because we, we, we said we called him we called Barack Obama what he was. And that's a Marxist. And that was perceived as racist and hateful. And it just he just was. Yeah. Marxist being a Marxist isn't uh, a sign of hatred. It's, it's not a sign of racism. Well, there's nobody asking. There's it nobody adheres to a set of policies that we don't agree with. And we called him out on it. Right. Right now, there's no evidence that that um, Donald Trump is a racist. There's no evidence of that. But I have heard journalists. In the past, there is, but yes, yes, okay. Um, But that's again um, the. uh, But you're not going to hear people grilled over calling him a racist, um, even though there's no real. That's for sure. No real evidence of that. That's for sure. Um, You're not going to hear anybody grilled on that on the on the right. Do you think, Stu? Mm -hmm. I I was uh, I was reading a review of right. Doctor Strange. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean it's, I mean there are people who are saying those things who believe it, those who don't, and you're having a conversation trying to figure out who this guy is. Okay. I take full responsibility for, um, for my cavalier attitude on everything. Anyway, I don't want to get back into this. Here's where I'm headed. I'm doing this interview with NPR, and they want to talk about the future of can we come together, the future of the conservative movement. That's what I'm sold. They start wow. with, yeah, they start with, you know, something that I said 10 years ago, ago that was, ago. yeah, that was clearly explainable. He has the tape. I explain it. He has the tape. Uh, and he's like, well, let me take you back down. And he plays it. And it's exactly basically what I said. You know, and it's all out of context. Um, and then he asks, uh, you know, so where have you been for, you know, since you were on Megyn Kelly? And I said, well, well, I've, I've helped raise $11 million to help the Syrians and Iraqi Christians to escape ISIS. We have held the largest peace march in Birmingham, Alabama, since, since uh, uh, Martin Luther King. I've employed hundreds of people here in the United States of America. What have you been doing there? WNYC. Yeah. Okay, so, so, professor. Stop. So I did blow a gasket there. Um, and uh, and, uh, and it, so the last question he asked me. Now, tell me. Tell me how we move forward. If we don't allow people to say, I take responsibility for everything I did. And I've asked forgiveness and I'm not, there's a time when you say, okay, I'm done asking forgiveness. We have to move forward. And if it's not on, if, 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 if you need to keep dwelling on it, it's on you. You got to let it go. I've asked for forgiveness. I've been very public about it. Now it's on you. You got to move past it. And if you can't, and you keep trapping somebody in the same place, if we do this, if there's somebody with a change of heart, and they really have a change of heart, and we continually say, no, they're a bad person, well, then that's on us. 
Watch them and watch the fruits of their labors. What are they actually doing? Okay. This is what he said to me. He said, so this is, and I'm paraphrasing, this is a big show. I mean, you're an actor and you just say things for show. You've said you're a rodeo clown, blah, blah, blah. Isn't this just a way for you to make more money and grab a new audience? And isn't this all just for show? And by the way, I consider that a rhetorical question. (laughs) Wow. Jeez. I consider that a Mm. rhetorical question. This is a journalism professor. I didn't know that at the time. It's a great uh, point that you've made a million times about the way we are teaching our young journalists. What are those? What are those? What are those kids learning in his class? That's a question. I'll bet you they edit out. I consider that a rhetorical question. I can guarantee you they edit that out. I said nothing. I let it go for about a minute of silence. And he said, Mr. Beck. And I said, yes. Do you have an answer? And I said, no, you said it was a rhetorical question. <laughs> you said it was rhetorical. That's awesome. <laughs> unbelievable. And that's, unbelievable. is that where it ended then? I said to him, I hope that someday you can find in your heart a place where you can accept that people do change. People are trying to be better people. Oh, you can count on that. You can count on that airing. Yeah, oh, no yeah. kidding. Yeah, no. Did he start? Like, it seems like he started researching this interview in like 2006 and then yeah, stopped yeah. after I mean, that. It doesn't matter. Anyway, let's not do what they've what they do. No, let's let's no let's Let, not let's. do what they do. No, <laughs> let's fight fire with fire. Yeah, and burn the whole place down. <laughs> Repossessions of autos in the U.S. hit 1.6 million in 2015. By the way, I'm only telling you this because I think that's going to air this weekend, and I want you to know the behind the scenes story. The third highest level on record, uh, going back 20 years in the data. Falling short of the 1.9 million peak we saw in 2009. Repossessions of autos. Highest level on record. The number is predicted to rise to 1.7 million this year. More and more people are down on their luck. No matter what anybody says, you know what the economy is like. And it's going to get worse. Please do your homework. Please get the facts. Please consider, if you have anything, to put 10% in gold or silver. Quite honestly, I don't care. If you disagree with the gold or silver thing after you've done your homework, good. Then find something else to spread the risk out. Please, in your 401k, in your IRA, in your bank account, please don't have it all in one place. Because when this is hit, God only knows what's going to be wiped out. Don't you be wiped out. Call Goldline now. Read their important risk information, 866-465-3546, 866-465-3546, Goldline, goldline.com. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. 
The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and, and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. The Glenn Beck Program. So Ted Cruz was out on the campaign trail for Donald Trump yesterday. He was asked why you didn't say anything about Donald Trump by name And here's how he responded. Well, I am here standing, as I said, in front of the Trump-Pence plane, campaigning for the Trump-Pence ticket, and I voted for Donald Trump and Mike Pence this week. Huh. So. Wow. I mean, that's. It's interesting to see some people on, uh, you know, social media who obviously know that, you know, we really like Ted Cruz as a candidate. Um, They seem to be lost in what the current position of Donald Trump is on Cruz. Like, they keep bringing up Cruz as this terrible, horrible figure. Um, there's reports that they're going to primary him in Texas anyway, despite well, this. Uh, uh, and, and Ted, I don't know what his strategy is here, but Ted's never going to be forgiven. Right. And they, they all keep ripping. I mean, Donald Trump said he looks forward to working with Ted Cruz for many years into the future. So right now, I think they're in good on good terms. Uh, they've he said Trump called him brilliant. I mean, it, seemingly like Donald Trump loves the guy right now. So I don't know why his fans are still so angry at, at Ted. Uh, but they, the report is that, that they're still going to try to primary him in the Senate uh, campaign anyway. Rick Perry. That's the report. Rick Perry. Rick is- Perry, a guy who stood behind stage and said things in a private conversation that I won't mm. say, that uh, w- went on stage and said uh, Donald Trump is a cancer. Right, and, and uh, endorsed Cruz eventually. And endorsed right? Cruz yeah. is now... Primarying Donald, uh, primarying uh, Ted Cruz. And the report was not that he was going not to do it. yet. He was, he was going to encourage uh, Michael McCall to do it. Unbelievable. I mean, again, who knows? Maybe he would deny that report. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Just unbelievable. At one point, he it said really he would is. be okay with being the vice president under Donald yeah. Trump. Yeah. I mean, right. it's, just, it, it's absolutely incredible to me. Back in just a second. Seven to seven back. This is the Glenn Beck Program. 
Want to win a brand new Mercedes? Sure. Yes. You know, we actually have we we we've put in some extra security around the the raffle on the Mercedes, Jeffy, just because you of do? you. Okay. Well, because you we just want you to know that you nor your family or friends can win. If, if you He's defriending it. people right now. <laughs> um uh, if you want to win a brand new Mercedes, we are so grateful to uh, Mercedes of uh, Plano, Texas, that have given Mercury One a brand new Mercedes to give away. And for a hundred dollars, you can buy a raffle ticket. There's, I think, there's only about a thousand tickets sold right now. We're only going to sell five thousand tickets, um, but uh, it, the odds of winning are are pretty darn good. Uh, last year, somebody from the audience uh, who was not at our Mercury One fundraising um, uh, dinner. Uh, one, and uh, driving around in a brand new Mercedes might as well be you this year. You can go to Mercury One dot is it org? Yes. Yeah, Mercury One dot org slash M One Ball, and you can uh, register for that, or you can come and join us. We're all going to be there. Uh, um, um, Chuck Norris is going to be there. Dana is going to be the MC, uh, and D- David Barton will be there. Uh, David always brings kind of show and tell stuff, and we auction old uh, items off, like antique items from David's collection or my collection. If you like to come, find out all about it at uh, mercuryone.org slash M1, the number one ball. Uh, and uh, you can also buy your lotto tickets there, or not your lotto tickets, but your raffle tickets there. All the proceeds go to Mercury One. This is the one fund year raiser we do a year to take care of all of the the staff costs that keep the doors open so we can continue to do things like the uh, Nazarene Fund. Can we talk about something important? Yes. Uh, oh, I did an interview I didn't like. Oh, <laughs> just, hey, oh, hey, everybody. I, I, saving children in other countries. All right, big deal. Let's talk about something important. The right. Philadelphia Football Eagles. <laughs> oh, dear God. Okay. As part of the National Football League. The National Football League. Right. Now, this story, now, you might not be typically interested in a, you know, a fourth wide receiver on the Eagles being released. <laughs> yeah. However. Typically. <laughs> typically, I am. But on this one, Steve, I'm don't not. forget, you're talking to a man uh, during the seventh game of the World Series went to Adele. Adele. Yes, I do remember. Right? Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, no, that's not a good point for you. <laughs> um, so, but this is an, a really interesting story. And it's one, I mean, really, I mean, I know Jeffy and I uh, both lived in this world before um josh huff uh eagles uh wide receiver we have some guests here from minnesota who might remember him uh, returning a kick 98 yards for a touchdown very recently uh to all looking their like team they're nope. like we hate you um so a, a good player not you know not a superstar but a good player uh he uh had an incident recently as sometimes nfl players tend to do um in which he was hookers drugs uh, but no hookers guns. that I know of. Uh, drugs and guns. Drugs and it's guns. a drugs and guns story. I would have. That was <laughs> only one of three guesses. <laughs> right. Now, the drugs and guns story is interesting. Now, drugs are illegal, as we know. Um, the penalty for what happened with him with drugs, uh, it was what a little bit of, of marijuana okay. in his car. Uh, and it would have been, I think, a five hundred dollar fine. Okay. So I mean, it was, you know, not a high. He was not, you know, high level offense. But of course, he probably would have been suspended two games or something in the NFL. And who doesn't have a little pot in the car? Right. Well, no, well, um, none of us. No. Okay. So let's set that aside for a moment because I think you could obviously be critical of him, and he probably would have been punished in some way if that was the only thing. However, of course, we live in a country that is very fearful of guns. 
very fearful of guns, very scared of guns. I know we have a Second Amendment, but a lot of people don't seem to understand. Yeah, and it's only he's only in Philadelphia where, you know, where they wrote. <laughs> right. Where they wrote the Bill of Rights. Thank and, you. Yes, thank you. OK. Uh, however, he wishes what you just said was true because it wasn't exactly true. He's a Philadelphia Eagle, but he was stopped by the police on the Walt Whitman Bridge. Now, the Walt Whitman Bridge is Across a bridge that can, over the Delaware that connects New Jersey and uh, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Apparently, he was stopped on the New Jersey side Agonizing. with Wait, a gun. Was he coming towards Philadelphia? Or? I, I, I don't know. think he was coming towards Philadelphia. Um, yes. However, but again, let's just let's set this. Uh, he is going into a city where the Bill of Rights was written. Yes. He has a gun that is registered in Texas, a legal gun from Texas. However, he is crossing away from the conservative paradise of Chris Christie's New Jersey. (laughs) Yes. Um, And he is going across a bridge that divides the two states. Because he is, quote unquote, on the New Jersey side, he gets caught in, quote unquote, New Jersey, you know, elevated above water by a few hundred feet. But in New Jersey, uh, he is now having all sorts of problems. He had a massive, uh, I mean, they think he might go to prison for this. Well, wait, 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 wait. Ridiculous. No, hang on just a second. I will never bring my gun into New Jersey. Well, this, yeah, right. I would never, I mean, I carry a gun. I would never, I lived in Connecticut. I wouldn't have crossed into the tunnel. If I went into the Holland Tunnel, or the George Washington, well, the George Washington Bridge wouldn't have would have done it. That's from New Jersey. If I would have gone from Connecticut or from New York where I could carry a gun and crossed into that tunnel going into Manhattan, there's no way. Or well, going out of Manhattan, I, I have a gun on me. You wrote a book called Control about the gun movement. It's sort of like saying, like, well, you know, you might lose to Josh Huff in a sit-up contest and you, he might, you might be able to beat him in a Second Amendment uh, knowledge <laughs> contest. Right. right. Uh, you, you, like, I, you're right. Obviously, this is a mistake. I can tell you uh, specifically, I lived in Pennsylvania one block from that river, one block. And I lived there because I wanted to live in Pennsylvania and not New Jersey. As a gun owner, I never took my car anywhere, even or my gun anywhere, even in Pennsylvania, because I was afraid I would forget and drive over that bridge. Take a quick left. I lived not far from right. there, across that bridge almost every day. Yeah. And then you go to prison. And then you yeah. go to prison. It's a huge difference. Um, so there's that element of this. And, and I, while Josh Hush should know these laws as a gun owner, you have to know these laws. Um, it's a big if deal. He was, if he was going on the bridge and he accidentally, and this is easy to do, accidentally got in the wrong lane and you're like, oh, yeah. crap, I'm on the bridge. Then I, I say, okay. However, if he was in New Jersey with his gun Going into Philadelphia, there's no excuse. Well, let's uh-huh. let's take these things separately. No, there's not. I mean, I don't agree with it. Right. right. You can't do that. You Look. go to prison in New Jersey. Exactly. And he should know that rule, right? Because he's a, a, a citizen of the country and he should be aware of that. Um, I don't know for sure which which way this, you know, I don't know if it was just a mistake. He drove over the bridge the wrong way. My guess is he probably did actually do this, right? He probably yeah. was in New Jersey. Now, first, you're right. He should know this, and, and, and this is on him to know it. It's his job as a citizen. Separately from that, isn't it a bit ridiculous that when caught in between two states uh, in a, in a, with a constitutionally guaranteed uh, uh, gun, right, 
constitutionally guaranteed your right to bear arms that was legally registered in a state. Should it be the punishment? Should it be? I know it is. But should it be the punishment that you wind up going to prison for that offense? No. To me, I, I However, mean, that is not a logical punishment it's for not. that particular crime. It's not. However, he should know. He should know. Plus, if you want to argue that it has to be consistent, then you get rid of the Tenth Amendment, which is also guaranteed. I don't the know. States can make their own to restrict laws. A, a constitutionally guaranteed right. I yeah, we not, get into that argument. I don't federal think so. government. No, no, the Constitution, the Constitution is Constitution for the federal government. If it's a if it's a federal law like that, that supersedes state rights. It, it supersedes the state's right to to restrict that right. Right, we you see that with par- marijuana right, laws. Right, you're right. You're right. Because right, right, like you're right, you can't, you can't, right. states can't make right. laws that you can't right. have free speech. That's what the Heller case was all about. You're yeah. right. Right. And when right. it's a positively guaranteed right, I, my, my personal opinion. Now that's not how they've ruled on this. No. But I mean, I you know I think that they should. Well, I have to, to tell you, I, I uh, the, the, there's nothing that scares the hell out of me more than New Jersey and New York City. I mean, yeah, I, I'm not. You stay the hell I away mean, from st- them. You stay the hell away from them. So let me so add on. Had he been caught in Pennsylvania, on the Pennsylvania right. side, what would have been the... Nothing. The $500 fine. He likely would have been gone. fine with the, with the gun. And he'd probably still be with the team. And probably still be with the team. But let's, let's add on to this. Now, wait, wait, wait. Could we use the Clinton defense that my intent wasn't to do anything bad? Because yeah. the FBI apparently is okay with that. Yeah. What's your intent? Right. Uh-huh. I think there is a an element of that that goes into the law. Like you, yes, you could punish. It's like they say uh, in in football, you could call holding on every single play. They call the ones that uh, that are intentional. Typically, they call the ones that are obvious. They, I mean, you could call it on every single play, probably technically. And I'm like, well, look, is this guy? Is this guy? Did he do something wrong? Probably. Um, you know, probably right. But I don't know the exact circumstances. Maybe yeah. he was going the wrong way. And, the, you know, we talked about this. If with, that's uh, that's the only thing that I can accept that he got on or or. But you wouldn't do this if you're a responsible gun owners. You would a gun owner. You would not forget that you had a gun in your glove box. I just don't think in yeah. New Jersey. And look, the guy was driving around there. with pot in his car, too. I don't yeah. think he's the height of responsibility. I'm not arguing that. Um, but I mean, I, is there a borderline part of this? I think there is. But let, let's go another step with this, because. We all know what the NFL is. The NFL will employ some of the worst people on earth if they can run fast or or knock people over. I mean, that's what the league does. Okay. Love them for that, by the way. All right. So they this and and and, and there have been many cases uh, on the Eagles and every other team where they have had infractions that have got them in trouble with the law that instead gets them a little bit uh, a slap on the wrist, a suspension or whatever. Josh Huff gets released, but he doesn't get released immediately after the incident. It takes a couple of days before he gets released. And there are some now, Reason uh, uh, Magazine, which is Libertarian, uh, yep, Reason.com, yep, yep. speculating with this argument. Because he Huff makes the defense, essentially, of the Second Amendment. He says, uh, I'm from Houston. You can't trust a lot of people in Houston, which I know, Pat, so I agree with us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's always somebody out there to get you. I've got to protect myself. Even when I'm back in Houston, I always have a gun on me because there have been several instances in Houston where I've lost a friend to gun violence and he was just at the wrong place at the wrong time. So why would I let that happen to me? He went on to make basically an argument. I needed to protect my family. Well, that's so what, I, what everyone's argument should be. Exactly. Right. He's not a guy out there in gangbanger incidents all the yes, time. Yes. He's th- talking about defending his family. It's not until he makes a defense of gun ownership that he gets released. So he goes a couple of days and they're saying, well, it's a fact finding machine. We wanted to find out what's going on. But he makes public statements defending his right to own a gun and why it's sensible for him to own a gun. 
Then he gets released. Not after the police, the pullover. It's a couple of days later, and then he gets released. Now, there's, they're not saying it's because of that. But, I mean, guys have gun violations all the time and stay on their teams. Yet this guy gets released after he makes a what is essentially so what is his po- best case for the po- Second Amendment. What is your point? So the, I, the, My you, point is, I, what I take away from that story is, if you're on the Philadelphia Eagles and you're caught with a gun, and you can say, hey, this is why I'm protecting my family, uh, you'll get special exception. But every other person, hardworking, doesn't have pot in their car, makes a mistake, has a gun for their family security, pulled over in New Jersey, you're going to prison. The, oh, that wasn't the point I was making there at all. Uh, and I actually don't, I don't agree with you that. Don't agree I, with I don't think that that should be the case. Again, no, it's not, I, it shouldn't be the case. I'm saying the but Eagles' reaction right. to it, right. which is to, to drop this guy. They had another guy who had a gun incident earlier in the year that they did He very well may go to prison. Um, right, and, and now he may go to oh, prison. Oh, so this is, this oh, is so this team. is, I thought you meant yes. they dropped oh. it. Oh, I thought no. you meant the police dropped it. No, no, no. no. Eagles released gosh. the guy. No, oh, my God. Now he doesn't have a job. That is bad. Right? Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean oh. I don't know. We don't know the real reason. They're gonna. I would sure say it's not nothing to do with that. But, I mean, I, that's pretty bad. And and did he do something wrong? Probably. But, again, like. No probably about that, it, yes. Yeah. But think of the things the that pot. get excused in the NFL. Is, marijuana is not legal. What's wrong with you still back in the Eagles? Get over yourself. What are you talking about? They're America's team. <laughs> yeah. I got a freaking eagle. They're America a with a K. Eagle. That's what I hear. America. <laughs> Here comes a, now, now our sponsor. You, uh, your company's success is largely determined by the people you hire. People are saying now we're in deep, deep trouble. Why? Griffey, Pat, Stu, I think you can understand. Wow. You hire the wrong people, <laughs> spirals out of control. Hire the right people and everything works. ZipRecruiter.com. You can po- you can post a hundred plus job sites with one click. So you write up a job description, what you're in need of. It'll post on all of the biggest job sites and then also social networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. You can find candidates in any city, any industry nationwide. You post once and the qualified candidates begin to roll into ZipRecruiter's easy to use interface. So there's no juggling the emails or the phone calls to your office. You quickly screen the candidates, you rate them, and you can hire the right person fast. ZipRecruiter, been used over by over a million businesses nationwide, including ours. ZipRecruiter, try it for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. You're running a small business, you have enough hassle on your hands. Get this done quickly. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck and try it out for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. You're listening. You're listening. To the Glenn Beck Program. The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. Sign up for the newsletter and get all the info you need to know at glenbeck.com. Um, you know, Stu, what, what is interesting to me, and, and maybe it's just because I misunderstood the story the whole time, <laughs> I thought it was the cops that were releasing him, not the Philadelphia Eagles that were releasing him. That is no. a sports knowledge issue. Yeah, I know. Um, yes. the, the, um, That's a typical Glenn Beck uh, misunderstanding shut up. problem. So anyway, <laughs> the, um, the, 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 the interesting thing to me is, Look at the look at the damage that Colin Kaepernick has done to the NFL. Massive, massive damage. 
Well, that's for sure. If you look at the tweets, we just did an analysis. If you look at the tweets between Republicans and Democrats and you start to look at um, uh, the things that they put in their Twitter feeds, you look at the NFL and baseball, and it is 60-40, 60% conservative, 40% liberal. So conservatives are the ones driving a lot of the revenues of the NFL. Sure. Oh, yeah. And, and they're go- they've gone exactly the opposite way. And here we are looking at a story where a guy um, didn't, hire, uh, didn't hire some, you know, bouncer to carry a gun, didn't hire, you know, even a retired cop to carry a gun, because most people can't, decides to carry a gun, is apparently not a thug, in an industry that hires and tolerates all kinds of bad guys. All kinds of bad guys. Yeah. And he's punished because he says, I want to, I have to carry this to protect myself and to protect my family. The legal thing is one thing, but the NFL... You're shooting yourself in the foot yet again. The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury.